Welcome to the Soulful Dish Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things health and wellness. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Greetings and welcome to the Soulful Dish Podcast. I'm your co-host, Felicia. Hey, everybody. I'm your co-host, Tanisha Foster. And today we're celebrating Minority Mental Health Month, a very important topic of discussion for today. Yes, we thought that it would be very important to bring awareness to this topic for you all. Seeing that mental health awareness is such a taboo, especially in the African-American community and amongst other minority groups. Absolutely. And I want to let y'all know that today we're here live on location at the Pazitz Building in downtown Birmingham. So you might hear a little commotion in the background, but it's totally okay. We got a little lunch here and we're eating and we have a nice view of the city from where we are. (laughs) Yes. So we're excited to get into today's topic. So thanks for pulling up at our table and having a seat with us. So we're going to jump right on into today's discussion, you guys, on this important topic. Right, so I want to start us off by sharing a little fact. I went on to minorityhealth.hhs.gov and I pulled a couple of um, facts from their website and one of them stood out which says minorities are less likely to receive diagnosis and treatment for their mental illnesses, have less access to mental health services, and often receive a poor quality of mental health care. What do you think about that? What do you feel about that, Tanisha? It's so unfortunate. I think a lot of the mental health plague that's plaguing our community is, I always say, not having the right representation, not yeah. having the knowledge that's put out there. Right. And not wanting to talk about it. Like, right. We need to, the first step in all of this is we need to talk about this. Right. And sometimes our people don't feel comfortable. You know, a lot of times when there are things going on, your family members or your friends might say, ain't nothing wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with her. She just act like that. You uh-huh. know? She playing crazy. Yeah, He's yeah, acting yeah. crazy. Yeah. And a lot of times in the community, um, people are made fun of. I see it a lot in um, stand-up comedy. I see it a lot just in hearing in conversations. It's kind of a joke, you know, um, but there, it's a real issue, and I want people to feel more comfortable, and hopefully after this uh, podcast, other people will feel more comfortable and share their experiences or share what they've learned, um, and let people know it's okay to talk about what they're going through, because I feel like that's a part of the healing process and getting help, is to talk about it, right? That's right, that's right. I think we need to draw attention so that we're definitely not suffering in silence, Um, concerning this epidemic, you know, I think it's interesting that you were able to pull some of those statistics about how we are less likely to even receive a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Without diagnosis, there can be no preventative. I mean, if you're not going to the doctor Mm -hmm. to even be diagnosed, you can't, you're not receiving that preventative care. Right. You can't be treated. You can't, you know, receive the treatment that, that you may be due. Too. I read some statistics from a similar organization, I mean, I'm sorry, a similar website that says that about 50% of Americans are likely to be diagnosed with a mental health issue or a mental health illness. Now, I wonder, wonder before, you know, hearing you mention that, where did we fall 
amongst that 50%. Right. And a lot of us get lived out of that number. So yeah. it's kind of hard to really know. And <clears throat> in talking about, it's hard, uh, a lot of us go undiagnosed. I want to bring up something that I pulled up also from the website, which was the poverty level affects your mental health status. So maybe if you don't have health care insurance, um, that's not even including you don't feel comfortable talking about it, you may not be able to afford the services. You may not be able to afford to see a psychiatrist. You may not be able to afford um, counseling or any other type of, um, I, won't, I don't want to say medicines, but any other type of help that's treatment. available. Treatment, thank you, that's out there. So not only being able to afford it, but there are other things I feel, based upon my reading, that contribute to your mental health, such as if you're poor, okay, you may feel depressed when you're looking around, seeing other people who are well off, or you're, you're extremely stressed because you're trying to get out of your situation, but your finances, the lifestyle that you're living just isn't allowing you to come up out of that oppression. So to me, that brings on depression. Oh yeah, uh, suicidal thoughts when you're when you're living in poverty. I mean, and I think psychosocial reasons surely does contribute to anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Measuring yourself against the standards of of society, I right. think um, crime. Mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah. when you mention poverty, I think it goes beyond just I don't have enough, mm -hmm. but it's I live here and I can't do anything about it. Or mm -hmm. feeling you know like you can't do anything about it to to improve your situation, right. the crime in your area. Right. Um, if you're hearing gunshots mm -hmm. outside your window at night, mm -hmm. you're probably not gonna sleep well. Right, and I feel like a lot of people turn to and turn to um, alcoholism, drugs, and mm -hmm. that contributes to your mental health as well. Exactly. Um, you know, I hate it when I see people stuck or trapped in those lifestyles because that brings on a slew of other health issues also. Right, so I definitely agree with poverty levels affect your mental health status. And honestly, to a certain degree, I feel like with minorities, it's kind of hard for you to even get out of poverty, honestly. Um, I feel like there's somewhat of a system set up to keep you designed, it's designed to keep you in poverty. So that's another unfortunate thing when it comes to minorities and mental health. Your, uh, your economic status can keep you in a place of oppression. You get what I'm saying? Which leads to mental health issues. And because you feel stuck, we mm -hmm. can't have more black doctors or more mm -hmm. clinicians who, can, who look like us, who may be mm -hmm. able to relate to some of the, right. I think, the problems that we are enduring. That's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so important to have um, a counselor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a person who understands where you come from. Mm -hmm. Representation, Representation matters. matters. It Representation matters, baby. Because <laughs> yes. you know, generally what happens, people say, well, what difference does it make mm -hmm. if I'm a white doctor and I'm treating a black patient? Mm -hmm. But if you're not a clinician mm -hmm. who is educated mm -hmm. on how to be sensitive to cultural experiences that African-Americans actually have have experienced, mm -hmm. then it makes it difficult for a client to be completely honest about their health. Right, yeah. Because yeah. you, 
<laughs> unless that patient is able to be honest about mm -hmm. all of their health, they mm -hmm. can't really receive all of the proper treatments in the first place. Right. And um, I'll be honest, um, even myself as an example, my when I was uh, when I when I had my therapist, she okay, she was very well educated. But she was not a black woman, and I just felt like, okay, I understand and I appreciate the information that she's given me, but I feel like I wasn't being fully understood in sharing my situations with her because she was not a woman, a black woman. She did not understand the plight of a black woman. Do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm, I'm with you. It, it's, it's so important, and I think people do need to understand that with selecting um a therapist or your doctor or whatever type of services you need, you need to keep in mind that it's important that you have someone who represents you and understands you and where right. you come from. And you know, and just for the sake of, of this discussion, we're not saying that only mm -hmm. African Americans can can diagnose and to treat mm -hmm. African Americans. Mm -hmm. There are right. wonderful, great um, other races and, and ethnic ethnic groups who do a very very great job of treating and who understand mm -hmm. some of the the social anxiety that African Americans face or even you know other minority groups like Hispanics mm -hmm. but Kate you know the case in point is that representation matters like we said from the beginning I had a similar experience too, Felicia mm -hmm. I received some some counseling for you know for some things in the past and I had a really great experience with the Caucasian woman. She was everything for what I needed in that moment. Right. But then a few a few years later, I endured something that I felt that was so traumatic. Mm -hmm. It was really hard to be able. It was hard for me to be able to go in and feel that she could relate mm -hmm. to me in the same way. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I needed someone who could understand the plights of what it meant for me to be a black mm -hmm. working wife, mother, mm -hmm. <laughs> student, mm -hmm. and you know, having someone who looked like me made a difference right. in my in my treatment. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask you, why do you think that mental health is masked the way it is? And <laughs> what I find oftentimes is what I call a normal. We normalize the struggle. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we normalize so many different type, you know, type struggles. We yeah. normalize abuse. Yes. That, oh, he beats me, so he must love me. Mm -hmm. Kind of a deal. Or, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I think people in religious-based religious, religious -based backgrounds, right. and I come from a, a very um, religious-based religious background. Right. And sometimes we're taught, you know, we believe that, Jesus paid it all, and if I could just hold on one day, mm -hmm. change will come. And, I, and I'm not knocking that change coming, but I do <laughs> want to ask you, why do you think we mask poor mental health and normalize these struggles? I'm glad you asked me that. Well, first off, I feel like, as you said, our people kind of glamorize struggling. And I say that all the time. I talk to people all the time about that. I feel that in our community, we glamorize struggling. We, um, we make it look good because we getting it out the mud, we struggling, we came from nothing. But in all honesty, everybody's not going through that same situation. Some people, everybody ain't getting out the mud, it's just handed to them. You know, but for some reason in our community, uh, we rap about it, we, we sing about it, we brag about <laughs> we it. We rap about I'm it. Like, 
<laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> it ain't nothing cute about struggling. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's really, it's really oppressive. It's really, um, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's degrading. To be honest, um, to be around here struggling, and then you sensationalizing the struggle. I just, I really don't understand it. And I feel as though people think that you ain't working for real unless you running yourself into the ground hustling and working and I am anti-hustle I say that, I say that all the time I'm so <laughs> anti-hustle especially if you're a woman but um, I feel that goes back to uh, the oppression that our people have been put under um, from slavery you know and I know a lot of people are like what What they got to do with anything but just think about it think back to all that they had to go to and endure back then and all the struggles that they had to go through Everybody wasn't going through that, you know? And you know, some people will argue that we're in 2019 and we're, we're way past the days of, of that era. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, we pass down perspectives mm -hmm. and mindsets mm -hmm. to our children. Mm -hmm. And so although I may not have been directly on the cotton, in the cotton mm -hmm. fields or, you know, husking corn, mm -hmm. Some of my belief systems, I think, is based on my upbringing, and my my mother's upbringing was based mm -hmm. on her mother's upbringing. Right, right. And so you have this generation mm -hmm. of passing down misconceptions mm -hmm. about what it means to truly take care of yourself yeah. mentally. Yeah. I think sometimes we think taking care of ourselves is treating the high blood pressure or mm -hmm. treating the diabetes, but before you can get there, you need to take care of your mind right. because you start. Everything with health, I think, starts in your mind. In your mind, absolutely. Um, and I also agree about the religious part. I do feel that um, our people, our people are so religious, and they feel that oh, just pray about it. Oh, and like you said, Jesus paid a lot. That's not my thought process um, towards things, and and I'm not. I'm not beating up on religious people. Right. Um, I'm not telling you to do this or do that, but I am saying that. We gotta we gotta move past the religious um, approach to everything that goes on in our lives. We actually need to take action. We honestly we need to take responsibility because a lot of people that things are going responsibility. Wrong. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, a lot of people like to blame it on the devil. The devil just trying to keep me down, or they say, well maybe God. Or blame it on people. Yeah, the people around people. them. Yeah. But uh, we do have to take responsibility. And, and I say that out of love. I'm not saying that to bash or beat up on people who are down their belief systems or whatever. But I'm saying that all out of love because I care about our people and I want us to be healthy mentally because I want us to be successful. We can't be successful if we're dealing with um, struggles in our mind. We can't be successful if we're unhealthy. So I do feel that we need to um, get educated on what it means to really start a um, journey of self-care. Self-care, right. honestly. That's, that's Self-love is what I say. Self, if you love yourself, you'll take care of yourself. Right. You know, having anxiety and depression, things of that nature, mm -hmm. those are mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Mental health goes way beyond being diagnosed as a schizophrenic yeah. or bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. If you have anxiety or depression about mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and your well-being, then that's something that deserves to be looked at and yeah. evaluated. Yeah. I think that if we if we understand the effects that anxiety and depression alone have mm -hmm. on our bodies, mm -hmm. if your anxiety is increased, mm -hmm. then 
your body's releasing all that cortisol. Mm -hmm. That cortisol contributes to high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure contributes to heart disease, yeah. heart yes. failures, and then you have all these issues. Yeah, so much. And it, it becomes cyclic. Yeah. High blood pressure could interfere with your stress level. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's just, it's, it's a cyclic situation. Yeah. So you mentioned about call of actions and about taking responsibilities. Mm -hmm. What are other things that you think that, what are some things that we can do to be proactive mm -hmm. about checking our mental health? I want us to, first off, before you answer that, I want us to recognize that it's okay to talk to a therapist. Yeah, it's totally okay. And it's okay to talk to a good girlfriend or mm -hmm. a good friend, you know. A trusted friend, yes. I love that my husband as, as a man, especially as a black man, mm -hmm. has an outlet to be able to sit and talk to his friends about different things that he goes through in life. Right. And so it's nothing wrong with having a good friend right. to share life and experiences with and to, you know, to have the opportunity not to just to just share, but to be encouraged and to encourage mm -hmm. those in your circle. Right. Um, I agree. Like you said, opening up. Some people just really need to open up. And I know that can be very hard to do, but... Because um, we've been taught to be mistrusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be closed off. Uh, and that's another thing that our people kind of glamorize is being closed off. I don't trust nobody. I don't really fool with too many people. I'm like, we glamorize not having, I don't have that many friends. Yeah, I don't have, well, I, don't, I don't have friends. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that at all because I find joy and beauty in having friends that I can talk to. I consider myself to be a transparent person. Sometimes I probably share more than what I need to share with my friends. <laughs> but it, it makes me feel good. You know, it, it really does. It makes me, um, I feel you're more relatable when you open up um, and share with people because I feel more human to say, open up my mouth and say, hey, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. Hey, it ain't all cute over here. I don't know what y'all gathering oh, yeah. from It's liberating. Pictures. Yeah, it's liberating. I don't know what y'all gathering from the pictures on social media, but it ain't all cute over here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's and real talk. That's real. Yeah, you got to be real. And... Um, I, I also want to let people know, uh, speaking of social media, you have to be careful with that. You can't spend too much time on there as well. And I had that later on in my notes. You think social media is a, contribu a contributor to poor mental health? I honestly, and, I do. and millennials especially? Honestly, I do because you have so many people, especially, it, it really hurts me because some, a lot of young girls are on there. They looking at these grown women who have, number one, had surgery. Okay, <laughs> surgery to modify their face or their body. So yeah, they looking beautiful because the beauty is constructed. They have on makeup. They have hair, you know, added to their head and stuff. So it's just like these girls. You already looking at TV, and they're perfect on TV. Right. You on social all media, media outlets yeah, have, have contributed media. to yeah. it. what you yeah. see on TV. Not yeah. just not just social media. It's what right. you're watching on TV. And yes. So you you might with how you're said to have how you, how you are said to be right. as a as a man or a woman or right. a boy or a girl and people are I feel based upon conversations that I've had um, and listening to people talk people are constantly comparing themselves to other people uh, whether it's looks or dang they stay with a new car they just bought a bigger house. And I feel like it's kind of unhealthy to do that, you know? So it's good to unplug. It's good to do a fast from social media. It's good to just kind of get out in nature, you know? And, and that's some things that I wanted to touch on as ways to um, contribute to your self-care, which is to 
you know I'm all for the herbs, <laughs> legal herbs. Let me put that out there and be specific because I don't want nobody misconstruing what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I'm all about herbs, and I'll go deeper on the blog into some different herbs that can contribute to um, your mood, especially if you're dealing with anxiety or depression. There are herbs out there that can deal with that. Um, getting enough sunlight, to be honest with yes. you, we do need to spend at least 20 to 30 minutes outside in the sun. And even when I'm inside the house, I'm opening all the curtains letting the natural light Let in all the of the sun rays come and penetrate <laughs> through yes and vitamin d is very important um going on walks getting exercise yes. being active never underestimate the power of a good brisk nice brisk walk right just being out in nature period um i'm not gonna lie to you i i don't attend church and, and I'm not afraid to put that out there. <laughs> my whole family knows. They always ask me, when are you going to go to church? But on Sundays, I spend my Sunday mornings, I go out. I like to really go out on a hike. And I just be out there, and it's just lots of woods, lots of trees. And I just listen to nature. I hear birds mm -hmm. chirping. I hear insects. And it's really calming, to be honest. Um, nice and quiet. And I just take it all in. I'm, I've been heavy lately on like being present in the moment right so I'm present in the moment and I'm just taking it in and I'm gonna be honest with you I get a better feeling from doing that than I ever have gotten going to church again I'm not telling people not to right. go to church but I'm telling some things that I actually uh, have um, implemented in my life which helped me and it's interesting that you say that you bring up the church because for me because I, I told you that I was raised mm -hmm. in a religious you know background, mm -hmm. I do find for myself that praying and mm -hmm. meditation is is very, very helpful mm -hmm. for me to to feel centered mm -hmm. and to feel calm mm -hmm. and reflective. It helps me to be reflective. Mm -hmm. And But however, you know, even with me praying mm -hmm. and meditating, those are things that I do to be proactive about my mental health, mm -hmm. but it's not the only thing that I do to right. contribute to it. So I still go see a therapist. Yeah. I, I pray and then get up and go to my therapy appointment. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and I do agree that um, praying, or some people would say putting out positive affirmations is something totally good. And I also, um, I, I, I think y'all know I'm going to say this, proper diet. Because <laughs> it's so Definitely. Many, yes, a proper diet. I can't really stress how beneficial that is because your food does contribute to your mood. There, If you're sitting here eating lots of fresh vegetables, fresh fruit especially, um, drinking lots and lots of water, spring water to be exact, then of course you're going to feel good. You're going to have a burst of energy and right. then you're going to feel good because you're going to feel accomplished that, hey, I'm actually doing this. I'm actually, yeah. I set out a plan to say I'm going to eat right and I'm actually doing this. You're going to feel accomplished and then again, it's going to contribute to an improved and a heightened mood in my opinion. That's my true. Experience. And the, as the saying goes, you are what you eat. Right. And the whole so true. I do want to say that a lot of the processed foods out there, um, they're not really good for you because uh, they do contribute to how you feel. Um, a lot of us are malnourished when you're eating those um, processed foods and stuff like meat. 
we're malnourished and I've been reading a lot about that about how people uh, in the black community especially especially our children are malnourished because they're sitting up eating a lot of processed foods and this is why they um, can't sit and concentrate in school and of course that leads to bad grades that leads to poor uh, self-esteem because you're making bad grades is contributing to them a lot of them are sitting up I read something in a book that I'm reading it said that children now spend more time watching TV than they do in school they spend more hours watching TV than they do in school so of course wow sitting up watching TV you sitting up on your iPad you're on the phone you eating um, processed food and all this junk food and snacks so of course they gain weight so that's contributing to um, other health disparities health, other health disparities and low self-esteem and it's so sad because you can look at the children and you can see it you can see the, the poor body image that they have in themselves, honestly. And so that's what I, that's my message that I try to get across to people as well, is that we have to, um, we have to educate our kids, and, that's, and I stay doing that, I teach, I teach your children's classes on eating healthy and stuff, because I'm passionate about our children being healthy, being well-nourished, and having a positive body image, because they already don't see anybody on TV that looks like them in a positive light. Okay, so I'm just, I feel that that's important as well. Like you said, once once you start eating those um, bad foods and then that can, leads to other health issues um, as well. So it's, it's so much, I want to go so deep into it, but it's so just a it's lot. True. To Diet does exacerbate poor mental health. Right. And it, a lot it does. Of, yeah, other things, I want to throw this in here too, other than the processed foods, other things such as alcohol uh, contribute to um, how you feel. Uh, also medications, and, and I think we've all heard that, um, you know, the, at the end of the commercials, some of the medications will make you want to commit suicide. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to even take this. And um, that's why another reason that I feel the herbs should be definitely an alternative to taking medicines because some medic, uh, some medications would definitely affect your mood. So you have to be careful with that as well. Um, one more thing is that yoga also helps you. And I've been I've been doing yoga, and I know we talked before. Yes. Uh, and you were telling me about your yoga journey as well. And I feel that there are lots of. Um, Alternatives and my yoga instructor actually shared with me um, that our community needs yoga. Of course, our our people, our ancestors created that the yoga, you know, uh, lifestyle. And so she was telling me about how we need that in our schools for our children and how that can help them as far as um, maintain, you know, paying attention in class and everything like that, the behavior and everything. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well. This is all good stuff. You know, guys, we are about to run out of time. So if you think that we should do a part two of this segment, please leave us a comment um, on our website or leave us a comment on our social media on Instagram or on Facebook. Yes. You can also, this week, guys, look forward to getting um, a great recipe that can that'll be helpful for stabilizing your mood and mm -hmm. and contributing to some good some good things for your mental health. Yeah, and share with us like in our comments or you can email us, share with us some things that you do to help you feel better if you're feeling down um, or things that you do that contribute to your self-care. That's right guys and look not only um, look for those recipes for this week, also look for our upcoming blog this is the end of our segment. Thank you so much for sitting at the table uh, with 
us, your favorite co-host of The Soulful Dish. We look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. This concludes today's episode. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Soulful Dish. For the latest in health-related news, follow our blog post at www.thesoulfuldish.wordpress.com. You can also follow us on our individual handles. That's why you can follow me, your girl Tanisha Foster, at Chop Friendly for allergy-related education and resources. To follow the vegan goddess herself, Miss Felicia Carter, be sure to follow her on Instagram at the Vegan Creatures.